This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs, donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Valido. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination and put it into execution and execute it to perfection. And speaking of perfection... Well, we have the award-winning, which I guess indicates perfection, duo from SCORE, SCORE volunteers. Once again on the show today, Lucy Polito. Lucy, good to see you again. Good to, to be with you guys. <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> uh, zooming with Chris, us. And Rich, good to see you, sir. Christopher King of Hearts, are you ever going to tell anybody what that big award-winning thing is? Well, you guys won the awards. You should tell them what it's all about. Well, it's been so long since I won it, Lucy. (laughs) It's not been. We won it uh, almost at the same time. But this is a result of being, for me, the award is the result of being in the company of Rich on a weekly basis with this radio station. Well, that's that's right. listening to him do such an outstanding job. Now, right. Now, yeah. let, let's be Your clear. nose is growing. Now, hold on. Now, <laughs> we got to be clear about this because that's what y'all got the trophies for. But the award is something separate from that and has to do with somebody who is very special at SCORE. Right, Rich? Bob Shepard, yes. And we were awarded it for being Counselors of the Year. There you go. So... You're the double award winners if you want to get right down to it, right? There you go. All right. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But, of course, this show is all about SCORE and what SCORE has to offer for you. In particular, great mentorship and great advice from folks like Lucy and Rich and others. And there's how many around the country now? About 15,000, 17,000, didn't you say last time, Rich? Volunteers? Yeah, there's over 17,000, close to 18. And that is nationwide, and about five dozen or 60 or so here in the local office. Excuse (laughs) me. Five dozen, okay. Uh, It takes me a minute to figure how much that is. uh, Yeah, yeah, well, just uh, add them up on your fingers and toes, and you'll get there eventually. But uh, we got uh, that many here in Central Florida who are ready and willing to help you with whatever you need in your business, either starting out, running it, growing it, or selling it closing it. They can help you at any and all stages of the life of your business. And that's what they're in the business of, right, Rich? That's it, man. Exit strategy all the way through inception. I think you got it backwards, but we'll go with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, inception (laughs) to exit strategy. Uh, Right. And we want to get you there. That's the way people normally do it. And they want to get you there so that you exit at the top In other words, that uh, you go out uh, in the most, shall we say, profitable and satisfactory fashion. All right. And and they're still working hard at it. Like Lucy's, did you work as hard this week, uh, once again, harder than you would if you were at the office? No, this week it was a little easier, fortunately. Yeah, we had the holiday for one. I have a feeling next week it's going to be busy. Uh, I have a feeling it is, too, because businesses are opening back up. Are, yes. n- are you seeing a, 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 an influx, Rich, or are you guys in- anticipating, as, as Lucy just indicated, an influx of inquiries as businesses begin to reopen and face the real challenges of reopening? No, there actually hasn't been a huge um, uh, group of people or a huge increase. In the number of people calling that I've seen, Lucy, have you? No, I, I haven't. Uh, what I have seen uh, is a number of people who would like to join uh, SCORE as mentors. And that, that was yeah. kind of interesting. We're getting a lot of requests for that. Yeah. And plus, the more I see that less of the involvement of SCORE at the moment, but more outside activity. People I... actually working and going to going to work and that type of thing and really feeling good about it. You can feel it on the traffic. Yeah. Those are all very positive signs, I would take it then, wouldn't you, Rich? Absolutely, absolutely. It's good revitalizing signs. 
Well, as businesses do crank back up and the ideas for brand new businesses come along, SCORE is where you need to go and, shall we say, air them out. And they can help you, as I said, succeed uh, in your business far more than you would on your own because they have so much of this expertise to offer you. At what, again, is the price you offer that expertise at, Rich? The big F word, man. I hesitate to say it again. It but is, it's free. It is. Every bit of mentorship and advice that you get from these SCORE volunteers comes to you at no charge. SCORE is a nonprofit organization, and all of the volunteers work there free. They don't, charge, they don't get paid for it. Uh, what they no, get paid, right, right, how they get paid is watching you succeed and helping you along the way. And that, that is a great feeling, I must admit. And We love to see that, and we want everyone who comes to us. Um, you know, we really want to help them out. And remember that we have people that are uh, experienced in just about every field you can think of. So if we can help you locally, we certainly can find somebody in the 15 or 17,000 people we have throughout the nation right. that has, has dealt in whatever it is you want to start or are currently doing. Okay. Now, the SCORE offices, which are located in the National Entrepreneur Center, which is in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the West End, they're just off McGuire. They're still closed for now. Eventually, they will be reopening. But in the meantime, the SCORE volunteers are still there and their expertise is still available. And you got to, if you would, go to Orlando.score.org. And that's where they can leave a request, right, Rich, for to, uh, an inquiry. Yeah, the way it works is you will call the number, which, did you give them the number? 407-420-4844, for SCORE. And hey, very good, you made a rhyme there, bud. Yeah, yeah, you call that number and you will be directed to fill out a request for counseling. And that's a, just a legal document. Uh, that we have to file with the SBA that indicates whether I need counseling for and uh, what is the particular problem that I'm having, et cetera. And then you forward that and it's immediately picked up by one of the counselors and the counselor will either get back to you uh, by uh, email or by phone, whichever is uh most convenient for both of you. Okay. And as you heard Rich mention a, a minute or so ago, SCORE has other organizations which they network with, which provide assistance as well, including the SBA and banks and other institutions that work with the SBA, which brings us to our guests today. Now, one yeah. Of, yeah, one of them has been on the show with us a couple of times, and the other one, this might be his rookie time, but we'll find out. First of all, I'd like to welcome back to the show Senior Vice President at Central, at, I'm sorry, at Center State Bank, and he is in the Community and Economic Development, and that is Phil Zeman. Phil, good to see you again. Great to be here, Chris. Thanks for having us. All right. And also from Center State Bank, we have, and he is Marshall Harris. And I believe, Marshall, you're heading up the SBA lending over there. Did I get that right? That's correct. Good to be here, Chris. Well, you haven't had anything to do lately, have you? <laughs> no. It, it, it hasn't been quiet. Let me just say that. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll lead up to that. But, Phil, you've been on the show before, but we've got a lot of new listeners. Uh, why don't you just give them a, a quick rundown uh, who you are and how you got to be where you are? Sure. I am a Florida native, and I've been in Central Florida, Orlando, since 2012. But I've essentially been in banking or financial services over 30 years, and I'm in my second career of banking. I had a, a opportunity in between my banking careers to have my own company. And my first go around in banking, I did a lot of SBA lending and interacted with SCORE a lot. And I thought, you know, and at that time you had to be retired to be a SCORE volunteer. And I'm like, this is such a great resource. I hope I can do that someday. And when I had my own company, they just coincidentally, they opened up SCORE um, folks that were still employed. So I joined in 2004 down in South Florida and I have been a SCORE volunteer ever since. I do the workshops around funding your business, but 
I got to Orlando in 2012 and um, been with Center State for the last four years and most recently got involved with the community and economic development area within Center State. It's a new position where we really are trying to become a good partner, community partner for, with organizations just like SCORE and, and others. I think a couple of times we've had you know, some of these agencies you're talking about, we had EIF on the, uh, the show a few months back, as well as Starter Studios. And those are just two examples of other community organizations that SCORE partners with. So Boy. That, uh, that's why I love being on the show, that we can introduce new community partners and my partner at Center State Bank, Marshall Harris. Boy, what a time to uh, you know come out with a community and economic development uh, brand uh, division at your bank because uh, <laughs> what a test it you know right out the door here, huh? Uh, with yeah. all this going on, uh, well, Marshall, you heard Phil uh, your version of that, please. Well, um, been in banking since uh, 1986 uh, here in Orlando. The whole time, always been in small business uh, side of things, small business lending. Uh, the SBA part started with the, you know, uh, money store back in uh, yeah. 92. So going back a few years, the, the Phil Rizzuto money store, which uh, they were the main player back then. And uh, yep. so doing SBA loans for close to uh, 30 years now and have, have always enjoyed, you know, helping small businesses and help them grow. And um, been with Center State now for about two and a half years and, uh, it really is a good home, and, and we're a quite active SBA lender, and, and right now we're just trying to figure out the world like, like everyone else is and uh, trying to see how we can still get some capital in the hands of business owners and, and you know, suggest that they use SCORE and the Small Business Development Center and, and really just uh, how can we all come through this together. Well, that's Yeah, good. back in those days when you guys were uh, starting out, um, the commercial banks were very reluctant to lend to small business, and you guys were one of the prime places that we used to send our okay. our uh, clients to uh, get small business loans. Okay. Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about as we continue with the show. We have to take a break here. Once again, our guests from Center State Bank. By the way, their website is centerstatebank.com. Just spell it all out, Center State bank.com phil zeman and marshall harris and we're going to be talking about the sba lending in particular the ppp loans and uh, the things having to do with the uh, cares act so stick around for that and while you're on the website please go to orlando.score.org and sign up for the excellent newsletter there you would get alerts as to you know upcoming events who's on the show and all the other things that score is involved in that's orlando.score.org and don't forget to like rich and lucy and us (laughs) all the score on facebook that's score orlando on facebook In the meantime, we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? Hey, we're back, and we are What's the Score? And by we, I mean Rich Jekyll, Lucy Polito, and myself, Christopher Hart. Our guests today from Center State Bank are Phil Zeman and Marshall Harris. Now, Phil's doing double duty because, Phil, you're a volunteer now at SCORE, are you not? I am. I am. And, He's been one for and, a and while. As you said, you started down in the South Florida area. That is, that is correct. Yeah. And this environment, obviously, nobody's ever seen this sort of thing before. And the South Florida area has been, you know, because of the nature of the disease, uh, sort of behind. Are you still in contact with people down there? Or are you getting any updates from what's going on down there? Yeah, I am. And, you know, as you just stated, they're, they're lagging behind as far as you know, different businesses opening up. So that's kind of been frustrating for them um, more so than, than what's happening up here. I mean, we're still have quite a few industries, Disney being one that I think they're opening up in July. July. Right. So uh, yeah, South Florida has, you know, been hit hard by the virus and as such, they're being a lot more conservative in how they reenter the normality, whatever that's going to end up being. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a struggle down there. 
Marshall, let me ask you, uh, you guys do, you're a community bank. You do a lot of small business lending anyway via the SBA, correct? Correct. So when all of this happened, just give us a little lowdown what it meant. What would, How did your day change from one day to the next because of all of this? Well, we completely did a 180 from just doing business loans as, as normal. As bankers, we have goals and we have budgets and so forth. And so your your life was, you know, concerned about, am I going to make goal and how can we close this loan and, and how can we originate that loan? And then all of a sudden, um, everything shifted to the CARES Act. And and, and looking back, it, it seems like it was just over 24 hours that it went from, you know, normal lending to our whole world being ruled by the CARES Act and going 100 miles an hour trying to read a legal document, uh, a non-lawyer like myself trying to read a legal document so I can advise others as to what it says and what it means and and interpret it. And uh, a, a legal document like that, you have 10 people read it and you're going to get 10 different interpretations. So real. that was the initial struggle and, and the battle is to, to figure out what we have on our hands here. How did this document actually get to you? Did the SBA alert you, go here and you'll find the legal documents? Or uh, I'm, I'm fascinated because, as you said, it was one day to the next. And normally these things, you know, take a while. They go through channels and make their way down to you. But yeah. this had to have come, you know, much more abruptly. Well, I was watching on the news like everyone else. The, the houses of Congress meet and, and discuss the bill and uh they were in a hurry. They were in a rush. And while that was going on, we were getting, you know, early versions, draft versions of the bill. And, and normally you'll have pundits and, and trade association type individuals take a bill and, and explain it in layman's terms to the bankers and, and non-politicians. But in this case, um, the first thing that came out was the bill itself. And, um, so you, you had to kind of go through that, and, and it just came over the web from the SBA. We got it just like the rest of the world got it and, and uh, started to interpret it. Uh, Phil, you, in this economic community and economic development uh, division at the bank, must have been obviously, you know, changed as well. So what, how, did your, how did your routine change? Because you your, know, your goals to, must have changed overnight in a way, they, did they not? They, they did. They did. And the original plan of strategy that we were kind of putting in place literally changed just overnight, just like Marshall said. And this was a new position, so we didn't even get a chance to kickstart it. And so I still worked a lot of my portfolio with my existing customers and then also with a lot of nonprofit groups that didn't know how to navigate through this process either. And, you know, these are a lot of these nonprofits never borrowed money, but they met the qualifications to borrow money under this PPP program. So it was a big learning curve for them. And, you know, just like Marshall alluded to when, when that legislation came out, you know, we were building it before it was even, you know, out, you know, and so, not only did we have to understand the program, like Marshall said, we had to build an internal system. So we had to grapple with all of that. And fortunately we got through it. And I think the industry as a whole, it was a little clunky during the first round, but we got a lot more efficient here in the second round. I think there's still funds available. So we're encouraging businesses out in the community that, you know, if you haven't gotten funds, there's still time to get some. So we're just ramping up right now to kind of figure out how this, forgiveness process is going to occur because that's going to be a big second wave here. Okay, Lucy, you have a question. Yeah. Phil, I wonder if you can make it as simple as you can. I mean, uh, for everybody, what is the simple process or the process itself that these folks that need some money have to go through? You know, there's a lot of paperwork and there's an awful lot of, uh, as we all know, different people taking... uh, different avenues, I guess. And, you know, for folks who are just either have a, a business, a small business, and maybe they just started a year ago or something like that, what exactly, what steps do they have to take? As far as getting a PPP loan? Yes. Yeah. The, um, 
the good news is, you know, five after three or four weeks, the Treasury and SBA came out with a document that I thought was really concise and succinct that said if you're a sole proprietor, you know, the Schedule C. If you're a partnership, you know, it went through each organization as far as what document you needed to provide and for what period. And then based on was once you had that document, then your base and that was your annualized um, payroll amount. And then you simply divide that by 12 and multiplied it by two and a half. And that was your loan amount. So really once we kind of got through that whole initial process of understanding what the program is and for the bank and what the uh, process we needed to implement to be efficient for our customers, then just coincidentally, this document came out and we were able to disseminate it and really made it quite simple. You know, it, like I said, it went from a single sole proprietor to a large corporation and the different types of entities in between and spells out specifically what documents you need to prepare for supporting documentation to come up with it. And there's spreadsheets that were disseminated as well. So they could, they basically inputted the information, you know, all the responsibility and really determining the loan amount was placed on the borrower. We looked at to make sure it was reasonable and then in our case, we had a, we partnered with Cabbage. You know, Cabbage came out of the box as a crowd, crowd funder, and now they, you know, evolved into a full financial service organization, and we partnered with them to do the processing. So okay. for most of those cases, and even still to this day, most banks are using a third-party processing company to do it because they can do it a lot more efficiently and okay. and they've simplified it all right uh, our guest today it's a real complex organization with multiple layers of ownership i think they can get through pretty easily okay our guest today from center state bank phil zeman and marshall harris and someone has we're we're doing this via zoom ladies and gentlemen uh lucy you might need to check your yeah, yeah okay all right <laughs> okay so uh marshall uh back to you because uh, you're once again. You are the senior vice president at Center State, and I'm sorry. You are you're 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 at the you handle the SBA. You're the senior has SBA lender over there. Is that right? Did I get that right? I'm fumbling around here a little bit. Correct. From okay. the Orlando area. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. So as Phil was just saying, this let let let's break this the PPP thing down a little bit. There are still because they added money to it. PPP, there is still PP money available, and and once again, the PPP is the payroll protection plan. Correct, correct. I think um, we blew through the first allocation of allotted funds so fast, and uh, fortunately, uh, Congress uh, approved another batch of funding, and uh, I think the initial thoughts were we we're going to blow through that quickly. But we had a, a good first round, but since then it really has tailed off. I think those that have wanted to go forward with the PPP loan uh, have, and then you also have another dynamic where I, it, it appears as though a lot of borrowers are are looking to give the money back or cancel their PPP loan. So in a in a weird way, the the amount of funds available has been increasing because uh, we have a you know dynamic where people are actually canceling their loans. So as of right now, as of May 28th, uh, if someone still wants a PPP loan, it, it's not too late. All right, we'll get we'll get to that in just a minute. Good news. Well, I was going to ask, is that good news or is it because these businesses are closing their doors and, and don't, you know, don't want to even think about, you know, bringing people back? Is there any analysis about that, Marshall? Not not any specific analysis. The the one thing that I'm hearing, of course, some of the big big borrowers maybe got some bad press early. Um, you know, the Shake Shack and and uh, some of the others that right uh, the the big multinational banks, right? Yeah, right. So I think some of the big loans were either canceled or or given back, and and those were big enough to be needle movers. So that had an effect, and then also. Um, I think there's been more of an emphasis that uh, there's a criteria and it's a borrower criteria that you sign a certification that you need this loan and that you've been impacted by uh, COVID 
and it has materially affected your business. So I think those that maybe just went ahead and got it because it was there to be gotten, uh, really thought about it again and said, can I faithfully certify that I have been materially impacted by COVID? And if not, maybe I should cancel this because um, who knows what the ramifications might be later. Okay, so some people uh, initially applied for the loan, and in some cases, after maybe thinking about it and looking at it a little bit more closely, decided, well, uh, you know, I don't want to, I can get by without it, don't want the strings or whatever might be attached, so I'll just cancel yep. it. Is that what you're, is that what you're yep. saying, in essence? I, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, all right. And you were saying that's yes. what I'm hearing, too, is but that, also the, the fact that, the fact that uh, they want to make absolutely sure they know what they're doing with this money, or they don't want it. Okay. So in some cases, it was safe to lock it up. And then if you decided you didn't need it, okay, it, but at least you, you know, covered yourself. So, okay, well, we'll continue the conversation about this when we come back. That's fascinating in, in, uh, information news there. Uh, you are listening to What's the Score? Our guests today, once again, are Phil Zeman and Marshall Harris of Center, Center State Bank. You can go to their website at centerstatebank.com. And then also, please do sign up for the newsletter at orlando.score.org. And you can also give them a call at 407-420-4844 for SCORE. And we will be right back with more of What's the Score? Okay, we're back, and we are What's the Score? That would be Lucy Polito and Rich Jekyll, volunteers at SCORE, as well as Phil Zeman, who is also with Center State Bank. I am Christopher Hart, and we also have Marshall Harris with us today. He is also with Center State Bank. I want to go back to you, Marshall. Uh, we were talking about the PPP loans. Once again, that's the payroll protection plan. And as you said, there's there's still money available, actually a little bit more over the last uh, couple of days, I guess. But there there were other facilities of lending, I, I guess for lack of a better word. You, you correct me on that. In other words, there were other avenues to get money via the CARES Act other than the PPP part of it, were there not, for small businesses, I mean? Yes. Um, th- there was a program where you could apply directly to the government. That was the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. And um, uh, I think, uh, you know, from what I've heard, a lot of people applied for that. They did have a feature in there where the first $10,000 uh, was possibly, uh, forgivable, uh, without, without recourse. And then, um, I think a lot of people took advantage of that to augment maybe some funds that we, they would need over and above, uh, payroll. Uh, let me... That, that particular program is directly with the government. It does not go through a bank and, uh, I see. you can access that by going to sba.gov. Well, let me let me interject with with Phil right here because Phil, even though that would not go through Center State Bank, had you encouraged people to do that as part of your strategy as a community and economic development? Absolutely. Another program too, Chris, was a Florida disaster loan. I happened to serve on the local um, loan committee for that. It was, that was administered through the SBDC, which is another agency at the NEC, but. Um, that was a great program, but it was only $50 million and that was blown through in about a week. But um, so yes, to answer your question, we encouraged borrowers to, you know, make sure the most important thing, make sure you need the funds. And if you do, then access every single program that you can out there. So we're, we're a big proponent of that. And just like Marshall mentioned, we there's funds still left up in the PPP. So we're trying to get folks that need it, you know, access to those in the system. Okay. And now, is the SBA also continuing their regular lending practices, or have all those been put on hold for this thing, Marshall? Well, the, certainly the, the, the SBA, the mainstay program is what they call the SBA 7A program. And, and we're still active with that. And, and um, we've, uh, I've been reminded over several pipeline meetings and, and company meetings that uh, we're still in business and, and we want to give out some checks. But uh, um, as you can imagine, I'm, I'm guessing not only with Center State, but with every bank, the the credit culture um, is is a little different and, and has to be thought about. 
And I think that's where score can come in so handy because uh, unlike uh, normal times where you get past financial statements, historical performance and so forth, and, and you make a quick decision that uh, this company has shown that they can repay the loan. Well, now you have a case where over the last two or three months, very few companies probably can show that they can repay the loan. So um, you have a situation where they need to make a, a case or, or have a story as to how they're going to rebound, get revenues back up, get their performance back up. And that's where someone like uh, a group like SCORE can be so helpful in that we can refer them to the Small Business Development Center, the National Entrepreneurial Center, SCORE, and say, you know, work with SCORE to help put together some, some projections, some thoughts, and, and how you can convince the bankers and more specifically the, the credit team in the bank how you're going to, to get your business back up so that you warrant getting a loan and, and can repay it. Phil, did you want to add to that? No, I, I agree totally. And that's, you know, that's one of the kind of the biggest, from my view anyways, as a banker and being part of SCORE is one of the biggest um, challenges that I see we have in the community is getting that word out that SCORE is here and to help businesses. As Lucy alluded to before, you know, within the volunteer base of SCORE, there is every industry, every kind of expertise that's represented by these volunteers and, and it's free, you know, and, and I'm telling you, every time I go to our member meeting every month and, and listen to the, my fellow colleagues and the experiences they have, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of business experience and this particular industry or this expertise, I, it's amazing to me, the, the opportunity that the local businesses have by taking advantage of that resource. And, and that's one of the big things I do in the community is to, to, you know, I try, I'm involved with a lot of different organizations and I'm touting not only, not only SCORE, but all the other agencies that are at the NEC. So, you know, that, that's where, like Marshall said, where SCORE can come in is really help us as the banker side of it is helping these companies prepare to get access to these funding opportunities. What do these guys look, or you guys, bankers, look at when you're making the assessment? It is a cash flow or projected cash flow or projected uh, P&L or what are they looking at so that they can come to score and get an idea of is this plan, is this uh, projection realistic or not? Can you accomplish this? The, uh, Marshall can uh, opine on that in greater detail, but, you know, the one thing, again, kind of blending banking and score together First, to answer your question, we started the cash flow. And um, and as you can imagine, we asked for historical financial statements. And, and that's a really good indicator of where they are financially. But the one thing that by and large is is lacking most times is a is a projection. You know, and that and that's where I think and that's where I send some people. I say, if you don't score has a great business uh, plan model and they can help you with projections because that's really helps us better understand where the company's yeah. going, you know? Yep. So, Marshall. Yeah. I, I would say previous to this, you know, only 10 to 20% of our loans really rely on projections and, and uh, you know, you're, you're renting a building and now you want to buy that building and, and show me your financials that you can afford the building. You've already been paying rent. So we're, you know, that it's pretty straightforward. And, and it's that way for a lot of loan categories and a lot of loans. Now with Central Florida, that you know, we have such a high degree that is, is retail and service-oriented businesses that uh, when they give us that March or April financial statements, uh, chances are their financials are not going to show the ability to repay the debt. So now instead of 10 or 20% of our loans really relying on projections, it may be more like 70 to 80% of our loans relying on projections. I'm assuming we're going to have some industries that weren't affected by COVID at all. And, and that's great. and makes my job a lot easier. But uh, as soon as you make that leap of faith to relying on projections, um, that that's where the score comes in and helps them, you know, visualize in their mind, how am I going to get my revenues back up? How can I convince the bank I'm going to get my revenues back up? What justifications do I have? And, and what's the backup for this? Cause uh, ultimately, 
we're, we're in unprecedented times and, and how do you convince somebody you're going to pay them back and how you're going to deal with this, this phenomenon? Um, all of a sudden you're getting away from the financial aspect of it, just to the common sense of it. Okay. And, and you can convince your buddy that you can pay him back. You know, maybe you can convince the bank's creditors, but it, it's uh, show us how you're going to make it back. And, and the more you can do it with projections, with justifications, and, and maybe even call it a business plan, if you will, uh, that will play a lot bigger role than it has in the past, I think. Okay, and once again, that's for standard lending, not necessarily for the PPP, correct? Absolutely correct. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, once again, our guests today, Phil Zeman and Marshall Harris of Center State Bank. You can go to their website at centerstatebank.com. Lucy has a question. Yeah, I was just wondering, do you folks, uh, I realize most people that come will come on the basis of their company, which may be an LLC or something of that nature, but do you ever look at their personal credit? Uh, you know, for instance, if a person just has a business that started three, four months ago, and as you say, you can't go by the financials, do you then go to their personal credit? We always look at the credit, and, you know, unlike residential lending where, you know, the credit score specifically has an impact on your interest rate and the loan of value, Credit score is important on the commercial side, but really we're looking at the whole credit report to see, you know, how disciplined they are and how, how have they handled their credit. And uh, it's an indicator. It's one tool that we use. You know, we got the five C's of credit, which involves character, cash flow, collateral, and, and others. But um, so, yeah, I mean, the credit is very important, um, you know, but again, unlike residential, it's not really about the score. You know, if we went back to 2012, I would bet we would look at their credit report a little differently because most most people were impacted by the recession of 08. So we would not necessarily discard that, but we would take that in consideration. And just because they had a lower score, if it was just because of that and they had shown signs that they regained their credit uh, disciplines, then we could you know look at it in a more positive light. All right. Let me ask just a, a nuts, sort of a nuts and bolts type question right here. Uh, obviously, the bank has been open during this uh, government, or I should say, economic shutdown. Uh, do you take appointments for people to come in and sit down for whatever services that they need at the bank? Is that how they're going about it right now? Well, right now the branches are closed except for the drive-through. Okay. And they do make appointments you know, based on the need, but most of the branch, tr- most of the branch transactions can be handled at the ATM or uh, the drive-through. And as far as the commercial side of things, um, I, I, we haven't, you know, this zoom meeting thing is, it has been pretty efficient and effective for us in this interim period. I'm almost wondering if this is going to be more a norm than it, than then. So, uh, but I haven't, I don't know, Marshall, you, I haven't met with anyone in, in person at this point throughout this. I know we're coming back, I think, June 5th uh, into our offices, but I think we're I still going to, uh, you know, it's selective that way. Marshall, you want to add to that real quick? Got a minute. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder how our lives will be changed forever and, and uh, will Zoom and conference calls now be a much bigger part of it. In some ways, I hope not. Uh, with, with small yeah. business lending, uh, you, you feel like you have to meet the people face to face. You have to see their business. You have to see their assembly line. So uh, as the dust settles on that first round of PPP and we're getting back a little bit to a more of a normal process, it's going to be interesting to see just how much uh, has to be done via the phone and, and webinars and so forth and, and how soon we can get back to some real face to face business. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Once again, our guests, Phil Zeman and Marshall Harris of Center State Bank. You can go to their website at centerstatebank.com, centerstatebank.com. And in the meantime, as I said, please sign up for the SCORE newsletter at orlando.score.org. And you can also give SCORE a call at 407-420-4844 if you would like to schedule an inquiry and uh, and consultation with them. And don't forget, they got webinars going on and all of that you'll find at orlando.score.org. And we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? 
Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Thank you so very much for tuning in and telling your friends and family members about the show because more people than ever have been listening. Okay, and don't forget, the SCORE volunteers on the show today are Lucy and Rich Jekyll, and they are unpaid volunteers. And that's why they can uh, they can charge so little for that mentorship program. And also, don't forget, SCORE is a nonprofit organization. If you would like to help them out or become a SCORE volunteer, as Lucy said, a lot of people are now considering doing that. Go to the website, orlando.score.org, and all of that can be taken care of right there. Before we get back to our guests, Phil Zeman and Marshall Harris of Center State Bank, you know, I'm Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, and something fascinating has happened during this economic shutdown. You would think, well, not as many people are on the road, maybe not as pe- many people listen to the radio, but in fact, just as many, if not more people than ever are listening to the radio, ladies and gentlemen, because it is still one of the main sources people go to get their news, to get information. And that's what News Talk Radio is all about. And that's what we do here at Salem Media Group Orlando. And Bill Files stands ready to help you get your message out to a ever-growing audience here in Central Florida with strong signals and uh, directional uh, you know, uh, uh, signals, they can really direct this message to the audience that you want to have here. And give him a call. Ask him how he does it. That's 407-618-1760 for Bill Files. He is the station manager here at Salem Media Group Orlando, 407-618-1760. And while you're at it, you might want to thank him for this show because he's the man that makes this show possible as a community service. So give him a call. Find out how efficiently and effectively and inexpensively, especially right now, you can use those advertising dollars to get your message, maybe even in your own voice, to a mass audience. 407-618-1760. 407-618-1760. Hey, Rich. Hey. Uh, do you know, it, um, speaking of the show and speaking of Phil uh, Files, Phil Files uh, that this show was founded seven years ago this month? Is that right? I, are you yeah. serious? Seven? Seven years ago. No. No, it can't be seven, Rich. It's got to be five or six. <laughs> well, it's been a long time. I know that. And by the way, all the shows are archived at the website still, right? All of them? Yeah. Yeah, they're up there. Yep. And that's at Orlando.score.org. See, the time flies when you're having fun, don't it? Yeah, some of it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Speaking of fun, Phil Zeman and Marshall Harris are with us today from Center State Bank. And, well, what they do is not necessarily fun, but it's very serious business over there. Uh, Marshall, I want to go back to you because we've talked about during the show that there is still PPP money. And, in fact, uh, more than, than people thought was going to be there because some people didn't go follow through with their loans. So let's let's kind of back up. If somebody's out there listening, to go, hey, well, I thought they all it was all the money had run out. You know, you listen to the media, you you don't know what we're talking about here. So if somebody says, hey, I want to get in on this, I need this loan. You don't have to get into all the minutia, but tell how would how would somebody go about doing that? Well, first of all, I think they would check with their main bank and go check their website or talk to their banker there and, and see if they're still participating in the program. Uh, there's a lot of sources. I, I think, well, let, me, uh, let me stop you. Right there, let me stop you right there and ask you a quick question because as part of this uh, lending, the cares act, the SBA, the, the normal or the usual SBA lenders still lent, but they also included a whole slew of other lenders in this are they uh, going to continue to be SBA lenders, or is there a time limit on their uh, participation in this? And then you can continue with the rest of it, please. Well, I, I think in that particular instance, they were just active for the PPP program. Okay. Uh, the SBA has has numerous programs, Express, 504, 7A, all, all these different type of programs for different needs. So uh, I think some banks that weren't in SBA lending got a taste of it and either got scared to death or got a taste of it and said they like it and, and might investigate doing the other programs. But uh, uh, I think a lot of banks got involved with this PPP. So it, that'd be my first advice is to go check out your, your bank and see if they still have a presence or have an application process. Um, if, if you need be, uh, we still have on our website, 
uh, process to go through to apply for a PPP. We'd lo you know, love to take your application. Uh, I think Phil inferred earlier that uh, a lot of this is done with third party processors because unlike normal times, I think, I think ultimately we've, we've come close to doing 10,000 of these loans. And, and so it couldn't be done just through the normal processes. It, it had to be automated. And um, so when you go on our website, you'll see a partnership with Cabbage. Uh, and, um, but we're still taking applications and, and that's one avenue if, you're, if your bank isn't uh, participating. Phil, did you want to add to that? Yeah, there, you know, the second round included an allegation, allocation for community development lenders, community development financial institutions. And we have two active ones right here in Orlando, one BBIF, they were a guest on the show a few months ago, and then um, the Florida Community Loan Fund. They're here in Orlando at Magnolia, so they've been very active as well. And and their approach is because they're you know they're nonprofit organizations and have kind of a smaller scope of the market. They give more of a hands-on you know walk you through the process approach than you a third party. So you know. And I, I happen to be on the loan committee for BBIF, so they've done a tremendous job here in the second round, and they're they're reaching some really you know smaller businesses that are you know kind of out in the out in the areas that um, may not even have a, a banking relationship, or um, you know just just is off the radar for whatever reason. So they've done a really good job both those organizations, and, and they're right in our backyard. So like I said, I think the um, I think the treasury or Congress allocated, I, th I think it was 30 billion, 30 or 40 billion to those type of organizations. And so they're very active as, that, as well. So that's another resource. Is there any deadline to the PPP lending program itself, or is the only deadline when they run out of money again, if they do? There, there is a deadline. Um, at first, everyone thought that that deadline is not going to be, necessary because they're going to run out of money as well. But uh, yeah. I, I think uh, since it never really came up, Chris, uh, I want to say June 30th, but um, I'd have to research that. But uh, well, I, I see Phil nodding his head. Do you know for sure, yeah. Phil? Phil, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. But I, so that's what a month away. So who knows? And, and of course, Congress could step in and extend it as well. Uh, yeah. Lucy has another question. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know from the time the person applies until um, they get a response, how long will it take for them to get the money? What's the average time? Uh, Marcia, you're going to pine, but from what I've seen, it, it varies. I mean, I've seen people get it in really sh short order, less than a few days. And then I've seen, I've heard people are still waiting from round one to get their fund. Marshall? As you can imagine, the banks got better at this as time went on. Yeah. At first, the SBA had a, a rule that they wanted it out by 10 business days. And then they let, you know, that slide if you're still in good faith working on it. So I think some money after something was approved, uh, some money went out within 12 or 13 days. But now, once your loan gets approved, I don't think it's unusual to get your loan within a week. Um, it, it's not a real long wait. Okay, well, that's that's good news. And that's good to hear. Rich, you wanted to one say of the questions. One of the questions I get uh, that I find difficult to answer is they will say something to the effect of, I'm calling because I want to make sure that I'm spending this money correctly. Now, do you have a list of guidelines that say this money can be spent in this way? The. Um the four main categories that you can spend it on is, is payroll, rent, utilities, and interest. Um, okay. we, you know, there, there's a number of rules and, and we usually suggest people get with their accountant if they want to get into the weeds and get to some of the nuances of it. But those are the four main categories. Maybe one other large uh, caveat is that, uh, no more than 25% of your loan should be spent on non-payroll. Right. In a perfect world, the money you get, 75% of it would be spent on payroll, which would include 
the employer's contribution to retirement and employer's contribution to maybe uh, health care. And then the other 25% would be spent on rent, utilities, and interest. Okay, good, good. Okay. And once again, this money is still available, so you can all get with your own lender, or as uh, uh, Marshall said, you can get with Center State Bank, and they can work with you on this. And other SBA loans, those as well, Center State Bank is handling. Uh, Phil, uh, as far as the community and economic development uh, project or division, I should say, at, at, at the bank, which you're senior vice president of now, uh, are you having to sort of, uh, you know, deal with this on a day-by-day basis, or are you now kind of locked in on where you want to go? You know, when this came out, it, it was all hands on deck. You know, everybody in the bank was working on, you know, making sure we took care of our customers. I mean, that's the most important part, and especially early on. We, I mean, it it, it was really sad. I mean, to, just to hear the the financial turmoil that a lot of these businesses were put in, in, in place on because of this crisis. And so we were all, didn't, didn't matter what department you're in and some form of, you had your hands in the process of trying to figure out how to help the bank execute PPP to take care of our customers. So we're just, we're just like Marshall said, you know, second round has been pretty smooth. And um, I, I think we're at the calm before the storm. I think this, this forgiveness process is going to be just as um, exciting. <laughs> well, uh, as a first, yeah. because, um, you know, although Marshall mentioned those four buckets and 75% payroll and 25% non, um, that's still being discussed right now because what the feedback we're getting is that, you know, it was great that I got that. And, you know, theoretically two and a half times, you know, two and a half months of payroll should have been satisfactory, you know, at that at the 75% ratio. But what they're finding is that they're not able to hire the people back as quickly because they don't have the revenues coming in. Right. So they're, right. they're staging their, you know, redeployment of their employees. And so those, that balance that initially looked like it would work is kind of off kilter right now. So okay. during the SBA and the banks well, and everything, are trying to figure out what that number number is going to be. So uh, well, that that we're going to have to you do another show on. That's a whole other topic, and we're out of time. It will be, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, as that plays out, yeah, we'll whether the people want to come back right. too. When we'll be exactly. here to we'll be here to talk about it on what's the score. So thank you guys. Centerstatebank.com is their website, and don't forget to sign up for the newsletter at orlando.score.org. Until next week, that's it for what's the score.